0: Hello and welcome to Dedicated Packers, the podcast where we do crowd the Packers. And we don't crowd anything else. Let's go. Alright, hello and welcome back to... Dedicated Packers. It is Sunday, August 13th, and today we're recapping the Packers Bengals game. It was a doozy or about as much of a doozy as you can get in a preseason game. The Packers won 36 to 19, not that anyone cares about the score because it's preseason. Looking at sort of what we're what the plan for this episode is, we're going to go through some, you know, some things that we learned before the game, um talk about observations, players that stood out to me, there were a lot of them, and then finish off with just an overall summary. That's sort of the plan for today. No news to get to, so just jumping right into the game. Lou Nichols wasn't playing, uh, neither were Eric Stokes or Jair. Jair, you probably expected not to play, but we did learn that he had been suffering from a very minor groin injury. Sounds like it's nothing major. He probably will be back at practice this week, but that was why he wasn't practicing before. So that groin, something to keep an eye on with Jair, but I mean, he's a veteran, right? You don't need him to play, and as long as the groin injury is nothing too bad, I'm not concerned. Other guys that weren't playing, David Bakhtiari, Rashawn Gary, Grant Dubose, Josiah Deguara, Jake Hansen, and Kenny Clark, um, Gary Bakhtiari and Clark they all weren't playing because they're veterans Gary also still coming back from his his injury of course and then Grant DuBose Josiah Deguara and Jake Hansen those guys though Grant DuBose and Deguara did return to practice this week those guys they're still coming back so they're not going to be playing and then Jake Hansen obviously he's been injured for a while now no way he was going to play so the offensive line to start was Josh Nyman Elton Jenkins Josh Myers John Runyon Jr and Zach Tom from left to right the Packers wanted to put a good line out there to support Jordan Love. That's not surprising at all. That's exactly what I hope they would do, and that's what they did, put Put out their starting offensive line, obviously just with Bakhtiari not in there. Um, unsurprisingly, a lot of those guys left pretty quickly. You sort of got two drives with the starting offense, and then they switched on out. The starting offense, however, for those interested, were quarterback Jordan Love, running back Aaron Jones. Yes, Aaron Jones did start the game, funnily enough, Aaron Jones caught the first pass of the game. Jordan, you know, took the snap through a little six yard ball in the flat to Aaron Jones. And Aaron Jones, you know, got up, went to the sideline, high five some people and went off and didn't come back on. So Aaron Jones played one snap, but he was on the starting offense there. Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, were you're starting wide receivers. Tight ends, Luke Musgrave and Tucker Kraft. Interesting that Kraft was in there over Tyler Davis. We'll talk about Tyler Davis in a, in a second here. On the offensive line, then, I mentioned it. Josh Elton, Josh Myers, John Rennie Jr., and Zach Tom. The defense, to start on the D-line, you had Wyatt and Slayton with Kenny Clark not in there. On the edge, you had Preston, Smith, and Justin Hollins. Middle linebackers were Quay and Devondre. Cornerbacks not Jair, Rasul Douglas, and Carrington Valentine, and then at safety, Jonathan Owens and Darnell Savage. The second-team offense, just going to quickly run through them because they played a lot later in the game. Quarterback was Sean Clifford for really most of the game. Alex Magoo came in for, like, the last two drives, but Sean Clifford got the majority of the snaps. Running back, Patrick Taylor. Wide receivers, Samari Toure, Jaden Reed, really were your, your big two that got snaps in the first half, and then as the game pro- progressed, they got to Malik Heath, Don Tavion Wicks, and Bo Melton, you know, in the thirds and third and fourth quarter. At tight end, Tucker Craft and Tyler Davis played a lot, a lot of snaps until Tyler Davis got injured. We'll talk about that in a second. And then the second team offensive line, super interesting. They had Rasheed Walker left tackle, so it looks like Rasheed Walker and Caleb Jones almost switching spots now. Rasheed Walker playing more left tackle, Caleb Jones playing more right tackle, so Rasheed Walker at left tackle, Royce Newman at left guard, John Runyon Jr., fascinating. He was playing center for that first drive for the second-team offense. John Runyon Jr. at center, Sean Ryan at right guard, and then Caleb Jones at right tackle. Um, Runyon was in, actually, not just for the first drive, but the first two drives at center, and then they put Zach Tom in at it, in it center. So just rotating guys in there, but that was what your second-team looked like. John Rainey Jr. playing center, very interesting. I think Jake Hansen being injured, he's kind of your backup center. That had something to do with it. Now, with that out of the way, let's jump into players. So, first of all, Jordan Love. Let's talk about Jordan. Jordan Love, first drive, it was a good start. I loved what Matt LaFleur did to start. He just designed some plays to get Jordan in rhythm. First play, Jordan takes a snap, looks right at Darren Jones in the flat, Throws at to Aaron Jones, you know, six-yard completion first, or first six yards. Second play, Jordan Love, play-action pass, rolls out to his left, hits Luke Musgrave in the, uh, on a, like a little drag route. Luke Musgrave gets about six yards on that first down there. Next play, A.J. Dillon run, gets them to like second and seven. So just three plays right there, Exactly what you want to see. Jordan starts in shotgun, but then goes under center the next two. And Matt LaFleur is just scheming up plays to get Jordan in a rhythm. Then, from there, the next play is a play to Christian Watson. And Christian Watson toasts the shoes off of Bengals second round cornerback DJ Turner. Incredible route by Watson. Just leaves DJ Turner in the dust. Jordan Love, you can see it on the film a lot of people have talked about it. He does his best to look off safety Dax Hill. So Dax Hill is the lone safety. It's a one high look. That means there's just one safety back there. That's Dax Hill. He's basically in the middle of the field. Jordan Love, with Christian Watson on the left side, tries to look to the right to sort of say, hey, Dax Hill, this is where I'm going to throw it. Wink, wink. Dax Hill doesn't bite. So great job by Dax Hill. First of all, just not biting. Jordan then makes a good throw. A lot of people were saying, oh, it's a bad throw, it's underthrown. No, it was a fine throw. The throw would have gone right into Christian Watson's breadbasket. But Dax Hill, with incredible speed, comes across the field and tips the ball away. It was a great route by Watson. I mean, DJ Turner was on the ground. It was a a good throw by Jordan. I, I guess you could probably have a better throw. Jordan and Matt both said in their post-game pressures, that what he should have done was he should have held Dax Hill just a little bit longer to prevent him from getting over there. But it's not like the throw was anything bad. Both Matt, uh, actually, I think it was just Matt. Matt said that putting air under Jordan's deep balls was something that they were trying to emphasize. So that sort of explains why the throw had so much air under it. Love put plenty of air under that ball. And Dax Hill just came across the field and made a great play. And, That's all you can say. I I just, one last thing I want to emphasize with this play was Christian Watson took DJ Turner, and this is a second round rookie, so no slouch of a player, that not only is a, you know, a top cornerback in college last year, he ran a 4.2640, and Christian Watson leaves him in the dust. Just (laughs) incredible, this is why, this is why Christian Watson's such an absolute dynamic weapon, because it took a play that very few safeties will make to prevent, you know, a 70-yard completion, 60-yard completion to Christian Watson. So, incredible, incredible route by Watson, good throw by Love, just a better play by Dax Hill. The next play, third and seven, this was a worse play by Jordan Love. He had Musgrave streaking open over the middle on a cross or a post, something like that. Love just missed by a mile. It was a a bad throw, 100% his worst throw of the day. And now I will say what a lot of people pointed out, what Dan Orlowski did a great job of pointing out was there was a linebacker in the middle of the field. If Jordan Love had sort of stared down Musgrave, the linebacker would have followed Musgrave and it would have been a a harder throw. what Love did, what he did a great job of and what we keep seeing Love doing a great job of is he used his eyes to hold the linebacker. He looked, he said this, he'd like said, Hey, linebacker, I'm going to throw it in this window To the right, spoiler alert, he wasn't going to throw it there, and then came back to the left at the last second, almost a no-look pass to Musgrave, except the pass wasn't really to Musgrave. It was wide, missed Musgrave by, I don't know, uh, about a foot. So a bad throw... He did do a good job with his eyes of manipulating the defender, but either way, that's a throw you have to make. Jordan, if he, you know, takes another half second to make that throw, puts a little more air under it, I don't know what he has to do, but that's a layup, that's a throw that you have to hit. The second drive, Jordan was, it was just a nice second drive. They had a nice conversion to Watson on third and four, where they picked up, you know, five yards or so. I could tell exactly Um, as soon as they motioned Watson from left to right, I was like, oh, they're going to throw a quick little out to Watson because they did it with Devontae so many times. Watson, motion from left to right. Jordan takes a snap basically as soon as Watson reaches the right side of the formation. Watson, quick little five-yard out. Love, Watson, hits him, first down, right? Then the, uh, I think a couple plays later, it was second and four. Love had a beautiful hard count, which got the Packers uh, a first down, just Aaron Rodgers-esque, his hard count there. And then, next play, hit Dobbs on a nice little play, rolling out to his left, flip the hips, hit a sidearm sidearm ball to Dobbs, probably his best throw of the day. It was just a very nice play design from Matt LaFleur, you know, getting Love, rolling out to his left, Love running with Dobbs, and then Dobbs, you can see the Love to Dobbs connection there. Dobbs sort of stops in, in a zone, right in between three defenders, Jordan, quick, hip, flip, sidearm ball, Dobbs, first down. And then... That brought them to the red zone, and to cap this drive off, Jordan Love, play action, looks, lofts, Dobbs, touchdown, Packers, just gorgeous. You had Watson and Dobbs both running crosses on that play. Um, It was mentioned in the postgame that they ran that play in practice, in joint practice against the Bengals. When they ran that play in practice, the safety went with Dobbs, and it opened up Christian Watson for a touchdown. This time, the safety went with Watson, it opened up Romeo Dobbs for a touchdown, so... That sort of that sort of shows you how having two receivers guys that a safety has to pick and choose between can help you a lot love just lofted a a very nice ball loved everything about it and Jordan was out after that drive so sort of what we saw from Jordan it's exactly what people were talking about in practice. The, the most impressive thing perhaps about Jordan has been how much he's improved mentally because with Jordan, every single read is perfect. The footwork's perfect. The command of the offense is pristine. He's showing all of that perfectly. The mental side of the game for Jordan is just so, so dialed right now. And you see it in the way he's manipulating defenders with his eyes on that Musgrave pass. That linebacker was taking two steps in the opposite way that Jordan ended up throwing it because of how Jordan held him with his eyes. On that Dax Hill play, Jordan did a very good job of holding Dax Hill, and it took an outstanding play from a safety, to from a second-round safety like last year, to tip that ball away. And there's just one or two bad plays that make you think, ah, right? There's that play, and every... NFL QB has that point in their career when they're young and they're inexperienced and they just miss balls. And that's sort of what Jordan's in right now. He he just misses that one pass. And in this game, it's that pass to Musgrave. There were two, under, two other incompletions. Obviously, the one to Watson. That wasn't really a bad play. That was just, you know, a good play by Dax Hill. There was a tight end screen where Love sort of tried to drop a sidearm angle. The ball was tipped up in the air. Failing complete. That's not really his fault. It's mainly that one miss to Musgrave. And it's just that miss that leaves you thinking, oh, like hit that throw. But other than that, everything else is pretty much perfect. And I mean, that's what you like to see, right? Sean Clifford, he played three good quarters. I just want to say I was not expecting that from Sean Clifford because that dude was slanging that thing out there. He had some beautiful darts, a couple throws to Samari Toure. He had one third and seven, rolling out to his left, flipped the hips, and just sort of hucked a you know 20-yard ball down the field, hit Toure in stride. Toure beat his guy for a big gain. Another play, second and four, Sean Clifford backs an absolute dart to Toure, again between two defenders. Ended up something like a 25 to 30 yard completion because Sean Clifford hits that window and then Samari Toure is able to rumble after the catch. And then a third incredible throw, he fit one in very similar to the Toure throw. He fit one into Dontavion Wicks right between two defenders. Dontavion Wicks able to get upfield after that one. So just some unafraid passes from Sean Clifford that were really, really impressive. The bad was four bad throws. Two of them were interceptions. He had one bad read on an interception. He's a fifth-round pick. That's going to happen, especially in first-game action. It was just this: the he was trying to hit a crossing route, and the safety, Anderson for the Bengals, jumped it and took it back for pick six. Bad read, shouldn't have made that throw. He'll learn from it. The second interception, maybe a little less his fault, he was trying to hit Tucker Kraft over the middle, Tucker Craft didn't really come back to the ball, just kind of stood there, allowed the same safety who picked, who took the pick six to the house, allowed that same sa- safety to jump the route, get a pick there. So two interceptions for Clifford. And then there were two bad misses in the flats, both pretty egregious. One was him missing, I want to say, Austin Allen in the flat on the left side. And then the other was super early on, like second throw that he came in. He missed Tucker Craft in the flat. But other than that, a phenomenal showing from Clifford. He just, he wasn't phased by anything. He always came back from his interceptions and was ripping the ball. Love to see that. I think with this performance, he's close to wrapped up that QB two spot, being a draft pick performing that well. You love to see that. And one more thing for everyone saying Sean Clifford is going to beat Jordan out for the QB one spot. Get a grip guys. I mean, no, Jordan looked better. A B The fact that some of you are saying... Not some of you. I think most of my listeners are pretty intelligent. The fact that some people on Twitter are saying, Sean Clifford looks better as a rookie than Jordan did as a rookie. How concerning. Yeah. Sean Clifford is something like 25 years old. I think Sean Clifford is actually four months older than Jordan Love. So, I mean he should probably look better as a rookie than Jordan did as a rookie, considering that massive three-year age gap. In addition, Jordan Love may have looked worse as a rookie than Sean Clifford does as a rookie. Aaron Rodgers also looked worse as a rookie than someone like Daniel Jones, right? It's not about where you start, it's where you finish. So all of that, I mean, I'm not trying to crap on Clifford or anything, right? Super happy with how he performed. Just Let's, let's not pretend that Sean Clifford is going to be coming for Jordan's job any day soon. Looking at other players at the running back position, Tyler Goodson, he looked good, nothing incredible. He had one nice, powerful run for a touchdown, but the thing that really sucks is he hurt his shoulder. Um, it sounds like he'll be back. Zach Jacobson said he had a source that said, you know, Goodson will be back soon. So that's good. You're happy that it sounds like he's okay, but he's got to come back and he's got to perform, especially with some of the other performances running backs put up. And Patrick Taylor, another one of those running backs who just looks solid. He did, honestly, Patrick Taylor gives you the same thing every time. He just did what Patrick Taylor does. He was solid in pass protection. He had some good, you know, strong runs, but nothing incredible. And he caught the ball out of the backfield well. He's just keeping his name in the conversation, almost certainly going to make the practice squad and, He's gonna keep his name in that conversation for the for the fifty three man roster. But then, now we get to the real running back who stood out, Emmanuel Wilson. What a goddamn game from Emmanuel Wilson! Definitely the Packers' best player in that game. I think he showed everything. He showed power. Had some very very tough runs under center. Had one where he took it from like the ten yards. 10, from 10 yards out for a touchdown, super hard run there, showed a lot of power, had one run that was called back for a hold, where he showed some agility, bounced the bounce the bounce the run outside, and then took it upfield for like 30 yards. And then the big run that everyone's gonna remember bounced another run to the outside, bounced it to the right, and then burst down the sideline for an 80-yard touchdown. The safety, the Bengal safety had a pretty good angle on him, and he just showed some top end speed dusting that guy 111 yards two touchdowns in an incredible performance from emmanuel wilson look i'm still guessing he doesn't make the roster but his practice squad chances definitely look good now and who knows there is a chance that he could make a run for the roster so emmanuel wilson incredible game from him so happy for him he tweeted before the game like 14 years since my father passed away i uh, now i'm now i'm going to playing my first NFL game, and so happy for him. Aaron Jones was talking about how proud his dad would be of him. Just an awesome, wholesome moment for Emmanuel Wilson. So happy for him. At the wide receiver spot, a lot of guys looked good. Samari Toure, three catches for 56 yards. Samari Toure just looked so smooth. He was consistently getting open in the preseason, and that's exactly what you want to see. He's a guy that's going to be wide receiver four. That's how he's going to go into the year, and he just made plays this... This game had that one big pass from Sean Clifford, so you liked seeing that from from Toure. Jaden Reed, he's going to be your slot guy, I think. He's going to be your gadget guy. He's going to get plenty of snaps, and in this game, he showed you what he has to be excited about. Two catches, 20 yards. Doesn't sound great. One of those catches, a disgusting moss. He went up and over Bengals cornerback Sidney Jones, for an incredible catch, something like a 15 yard grab. Jaden Reed might be small from a measurable standpoint, technically might be small, but he plays bigger. That's the kind of catch you expect from a six foot four receiver. And Jaden Reed showing incredible vertical, incredible body control, just ludicrously impressive there. His second catch was what well, actually came before that incredible catch. It was a little pop pass from Jordan Love. That pass, the pop pass, just sort of showed you a lot of ways that the Packers can use Jaden Reed, right? Sending him in motion, pop a little pass to him, get him upfield four or five yards, easy yardage, right? Like to see that. Perhaps the most impressive thing, however, from Jaden Reed was what he showed from a punt returning standpoint. It wasn't even that he broke off in a big time punt return. It was just how comfortable he looked back there. He looked like, hey man, I could catch punts all day. He was returning punts until the fourth quarter, so that shows you he's probably going to be that primary guy. And Amari Rodgers has left me scarred. I'm terrified every time a punt goes up in the air, but I loved just watching how comfortable Jaden Reed was, and that, that was awesome to see. Other receivers, Malik Heath, three catches, 36 yards. He just looks solid out there, kind of exactly what you expect. He made one particularly nice snag near the ground where he went down, got a ball that was that was low, dug it out, awesome catch there. And just in general, he did a lot of nice work over the middle, which if you go back to my Malik Heath deep dive that I did after OTs and minicamps, that's what you want to see. And that's exactly what you did see. At this point, I think Malik Heath is probably leading the way for that wide receiver six spot. Bo Melton didn't have a great game, definitely let himself get surpassed by Heath, and then Dubose did basically nothing, hasn't done really anything in practice. And Heath is just performing nicely, doing the the dirty work, getting in there, getting over the middle, catching passes. So it's looking like Heath at wide receiver six. At least he's in the lead for now. Then the last receiver I want to talk about, Dontavion Wicks. Three catches for 68 yards. Like Heath, he just looks solid out there. He got open, made catches, looked fluid. I would say if I had to you know, say, how did Wicks perform? It was a combination of Malik Heath and Samari Toure. There was some of that Samari 2 a fluidity, some of that Malik Heath getting over the middle and just making catches. Both Wicks and Heath got shout-outs from Matt LaFleur, and that sort of tells you where they sit. You want to see that from a fifth-string receiver going against fifth-string corners. Dontavion Wicks performed nicely. Love to see that. At the tight end spot, Luke Musgrave. You didn't see a huge amount of Luke Musgrave. He got off the field relatively quickly, but when he was on the field, he was as advertised in that passing game. He caught a ball in the flat early on, that was like the second pass of the game. The Packers just got him in the open field, let him utilize his speed, six-yard pass, first down. He had a nice route later on that Love missed. We talked about we talked about that one, just showing his explosivity over the middle. Incredible. He's so fast, and you love to see that. He's going to be your tight end one going in. You're probably not going to see too much of him in the, in the preseason, but nice in the few snaps he played. And one thing I do want to say is when he's on the field, people gravitate toward him. He and Watson both have that gravitational effect. I mentioned on that Romeo Dobbs touchdown, how Watson dragged two defenders with him. Luke Musgrave does a similar thing. You run him up the seam, he's going to occupy both a cornerback and a safety, or a linebacker and a safety. He is such a an addition to this offense because not only because of his speed and what he could do from a playmaking standpoint, but because of the fact that other defenses have to be wary of him. So, Luke Musgrave, shout out to him. Just a freak athlete and so happy he's on our team. Tyler Davis. Now this is the sadder part. He played. He was playing well, but then he got hit and got carted off. Matt LaFleur said after the game that it was a pretty significant injury, and we later learned that he suffered a torn ACL. It just really, really, really sucks for Tyler Davis. The Packers, they're probably now going to need to sign a veteran tight end. Deguara, he's essentially a fullback. He's a fullback tight end hybrid, but your really main two tight ends are Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft, and then Austin Allen is your third guy. And that's not, that's not a good room. You'd really love to have Mercedes Lewis right now. Unfortunately, he just signed with the Bears, so... They're going to have to find someone, bring someone in. OJ Howard was mentioned as a name to look at. I mean, he's not exactly... He hasn't exactly been great beyond his rookie season, but he's a decent blocker, and that's what they need. Mostly, it just sucks for Tyler Davis. He had a tough preseason last year. It looked like he was going to come in, get a lot more snaps this year, and to tear his ACL just really, really sucks. So, heart goes out to Tyler Davis. On the offensive line, Zach Tom. Zach Tom... He just continues to amaze me. Well, I don't know if being by far the best preseason performer amazes me, but he was freaking phenomenal. He just, he's so good in pass protection. Elton Jenkins was Green Bay's number one graded offensive lineman. Zach Tom was number two, and he was graded as number one in pass pro. Andy Herman had him as by far his highest graded Packers player. Zach Tom is just so good. There was that one play on that Jordan Love touchdown to Romeo Dobbs, where Zach Tom probably could have held up in pass pro for 30 seconds. It was a phenomenal rep from Zach Tom, just holding his ground, not giving anything up. Zach Tom is so good. He is, he's gotta be in that lead for the right tackle spot at this point. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't win that spot. He's so good. At, speaking of right tackles, Caleb Jones, another right tackle. He played, he played well, and um, it's interesting that he was playing right tackle as opposed to left tackle, but he played well, held his own. There was one super, super, super good block. Uh, it was on Tyler Goodson's touchdown run early in the game. I believe the third drive of the game, Sean Clifford's first drive, Jones just absolutely mauled someone. And that's what you get something like six foot nine, 300 plus pounds, well over 300 pounds. Caleb Jones is a massive human and he looked really, really good. The thing that sucked was later in the game. He hurt his ankle, got rolled up on. We don't really know the severity of that ankle injury, but hopefully it's okay because he, Caleb Jones has showed a lot of potential. Another guy, Rasheed Walker, also looked freaking good, and you'd just love to see it. Both him and Caleb Jones, I think at this point, they're probably going to make the 53-man roster unless Jones's injury is, is serious, and you just have to love their development. Rasheed Walker, Caleb Jones they're following that Josh Nyman track of not really doing much their first two years, but then eventually they're going to come in and they're going to do something impressive. And if I had to put, if I had to bet, I would bet one of those guys turns into an NFL tackle someday. Mark my words, uh, along the offensive line, other players, Luke Tenuta, he looked good, but he got hurt playing right tackle. Just sucks for him, an ankle. He got carted off, so that's not a good sign. We'll have to see how serious that is. And then lastly, I want to mention Royce Newman and Sean Ryan. Sean Ryan, he played okay. He did allow a couple of pressures in the in the passing game, but he had some really nice run blocks, and I think Sean Ryan's improving. Royce Newman is not improving. He just looked bad. Multiple holding calls on him, he got Absolutely, sat on his ass on one rep. I think anyone who was watching that Bengals-Packers game knows what I'm talking about. He just doesn't look like that player that we saw in his rookie season. And he wasn't even that good as a rookie. He was average, right? He was an average starter, but that's fine for a rookie. And he's just fallen off in a big way. The Tanuta injury, honestly, is pretty massive for him because if Tanuda can't make the 53, Royce Newman has a much better chance, and his 53-man roster spot is definitely in doubt as we, you know, head into the second week of preseason. He was playing all the way into the fourth quarter in this game, so that sort of tells you how the Packers feel about his job security. That's what I have for you on offensive players. We're going to shift to the defense now, talk about some guys that stood out on defense. On the defensive line, Devontae Wyatt, he looked good early on, didn't get a huge number of snaps, obviously, but he got in the backfield in a hurry on one specific play— I'm excited for for year two of Devontae Wyatt. T.J. Slayton also looked good. He had one play where he absolutely mauled someone in the run game. He played like eight snaps, but in those eight snaps, he looked really good. So that's what you want to see from Wyatt and Slayton, right? That's awesome to hear. Adding them alongside Kenny Clark is going to be a lot of fun. Now, the rookies. Colby Wooden. We actually got some really nice reps from Colby Wooden. He hasn't been as much of a standout in practice as someone like Carl Brooks, but in this game, Colby Wooden sounds like he was doing really well. He was able to get a couple of pressure using his pass rush prowess. Had one play where he read a screen pass, went back, was in perfect position to pick it off, and the ball just bounced off his hands. <laughs> Must have devastated him because he was so close to getting an interception. But all in all, a very nice game from, from Colby Wooden. Showed some really nice flashes. Speaking of players who showed flashes, Brendan Cox Jr., he had some very nice splash plays. He tipped the pass on that Dallin-Levitt interception. He had a pressure later on, too. Brendan Cox Jr., he's a guy trying to make that roster as an edge rusher. That room is getting awfully full at this point with Rashawn Gary back, He so he basically can't be put on the PvP list anymore. Justin Hollins, Preston Smith, Kingsley and Agbari, and Lucas Van Ness, Brenton Cox Jr. would be the sixth guy, so he's gonna have to play well to make that roster. And some nice flashes from him. Then the last guy on the defensive line that I want to talk about is Lucas Van Ness. He looked okay. He had a nice play or two against the run, but he just didn't look great versus the pass, which is pretty surprising. And honestly, in my mind, it just seems like he's doing too much or trying to do too much. He Andy Herman pointed this out was looked like he was always trying to implement some sort of pass rush plan that wasn't there. And instead of sticking to his bread and butter, he was trying to do a little bit more. And that's, I guess, fine because you love to see players trying to improve, but I would have loved to see Lucas Van Nash give us more of his bull rush. Flash it. Flash it four or five times because it's so dominant. And and that's what I really would have liked to see, but n- not a great day from the man Ness against the pass. S- some nice plays against the run. Carrington Valentine. We're now going to the secondary, and holy guacamole! Like I talked about, Emmanuel Wilson, Carrington Valentine, definitely the best player on the Packers defense that day. Just a phenomenal day. He had three pass breakups. He broke a pass up on the sideline early on against Bengals camp standout Andre Shivas He had another one over the middle of the field maybe DPI, you know, know, some people were questioning that. It looked like he did kind of jump on the receiver's back. I'm going to say the refs didn't call it, so it's clean. Nice play by Carrington there. He had four tackles as well, not just three pass breakups, four tackles, which means he was getting involved in the run game. There was a super nice one where he got off a block. A running back tried to go up and over him or go up in the air. Carrington tripped up his feet, knocked him on the ground for like a one yard gain. I called it. I said, look out for Carrington Valentine. And he showed me, right? I was watching that game with my Bengals friend. I'm like, what did I tell you? Carrington Valentine, three pass breakups, four tackles, and then to cap it all off, an interception. Oh my goodness. That interception, some people are like, oh, he got lucky on the interception. The ball was tipped into his hands. I don't think so. I think he was in coverage. He saw the ball get overthrown. So he backed off a little bit. And as he backed off, He was ready for the interception. The receiver tipped it, did a nice job trying to, you know, get his hands on that ball, tipped it, Carrington-Valentine maintained focus, got the ball, secured it, bobbled it once, I think, but secured it, and then went upfield, got the INT. So three PBUs, four tackles, and an interception. You should have watched out for Carrington-Valentine. Just a phenomenal game from him. I love, love what we're seeing him develop into. And I don't, I don't want to go too crazy here. He's a seventh round rookie. It's the preseason. Like if this were happening in the regular season, it'd be a bigger deal. It's the preseason, right? But I do really like the flashes that he's showing. Some not so great guys that I want to mention real quick: Corey Valentine. Nothing extremely egregious from him. It just he was giving up completions to guys that you weren't seeing other guys give up completions to. Examples, William Hooper, he wasn't giving up completions to Andre Yoshivas. Carrington Valentine, he wasn't giving up completions to Andre Yoshivas, and both those guys, Carrington and Hooper, they graded out very well, but the fact that Valentine is then giving up easy completions on back shoulder balls to Yoshivas doesn't look too great for him. Even worse for Valentine, for he got injured later in the game, so you just don't like to see that. At safety, the last position I want to talk about, Jonathan Owens, really the one guy, it was just one bad play from him. The Bengals found a completion in the middle of the field. Jonathan Owens tried to come up, make the tackle, totally overran it, ended up having to come back and try to recover, giving gave up something like 20 to 30 yards in run after catch. So not great there from Jonathan Owens, but his wife, Simone Biles, she was in attendance, but He'll, he'll recover. He'll come back stronger. I have, I have full faith in Jonathan Owens. He has recently been getting a lot of starting snaps at safety. So hopefully we'll see him play better next game. Lastly, Anders Carlson. Hmm. I'm going to take a bit of a positive spin here. He looked good to start. He went three for three on PATs, buried a 45-yard field goal, and you thought, great, he looks good, right? Between family night and now this game, looked really good to start. Then he missed two PATs, and a lot of people are saying, you know, Goody had better be on the phone with Mason Crosby or some other kicker, and yeah, that's probably not a bad idea. I wouldn't mind bringing in another kicker. I wouldn't mind bringing back Mason Crosby, but I do still think that there are positives that you can take away from Andres' night. First of all, he buried three PATs, you probably should, they're PATs, but then he hit a 45-yard field, forty-five yard field goal with ease. Clearly, his night wasn't perfect, he missed the, the two to finish it off, but he started off strong, I just hope he keeps improving and maybe we'll see his numbers get better as the preseason goes on. That's kind of the hope. Overall, my last sort of thoughts on the preseason game... It was an awesome preseason game. You got to see flashes from top guys on the first team offense. Jordan looked super sharp mentally, totally in control just one miss. We saw Watson and Dobbs flash. Watson, you know, toasting guys on deep routes. Dobbs with the incredible touchdown. Saw Musgrave show off his speed. Elton and Tom played phenomenally on the offensive line. We saw backups flash. Clifford, he looked shockingly good. Wicks and Heath both made their roster cases. Caleb Jones, Rashid Walker, Sean Ryan, they all played well. Caleb Jones, unfortunately, got injured, but... Played well before that. On defense, we got to see an early Keyshawn Nixon blitz from the slot for a sack. That was a lot of fun. Also got to see guys on the defensive line flash. I mentioned Brenton Cox Jr., Colby Wooden, Carl Brooks also had a couple nice plays. He's been flashing in practice. Carrington Valentine balled out. There were a lot of, lot of positives to take away from this, and really the biggest negatives were injuries. So super excited for next week's preseason game can't wait for that that is what i have for you today as always thank you very much for listening to dedicated Packers. i will be back on wednesday i think we're going to do a little bit of a fun episode on wednesday there's a practice on monday that we'll have to talk about and then wednesday there will be a joint practice but i i want to do a fun episode on wednesday about expectations so i'll leave it at that but that's what i have for you as always thank you very much for listening to dedicated packers until next time Go, Pat, go.